right, y'all. Welcome back to the Morally and Intellectually Ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous podcast. We talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous things. Last episode, I had my lady on. She actually hosted, which is going to be a rare occasion because I don't know if I'm going to let anybody else take the mic leading into this thing. But she did a good job. It was her second time on. Never a dull moment. Part two is what that was called. So y'all can go ahead and check that out. But this time I'm excited because I got my first celebrity on here. He probably going to be a little humble about it, but that's fine. So I got my boy uh, Terrell, but I can call him Thomas now. (laughs) The reason why I'm saying that I used to actually work with Thomas on post in my last in our last job. So if y'all had if y'all had a chance to listen to the podcast, the episodes with my boy Brandon and my other man Lorenzo, those guys work with me too. Thomas is another dude that I used to work with, but he has a very wild, unique story and career. He is actually a comedian. I'm a, I wasn't really surprised by that because like I'm pretty sure he gonna talk about it, but when we used to work together, not just him and I, but used to we 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 used to work with some really dry ass people. But there were some people that you would work with that would keep you laughing all day, all night, depending on what shift you was on. I like to think that I was the Thomas of first relief, <laughs> but uh, he definitely was, uh, you know, always having us laughing and stuff like that. And I actually reached he actually, if I yeah, if I remember. You were the first person that I, one of the first people that I reached out to be on here before this joint, before this podcast even started. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I, I just been busy, man. He made me feel bad as soon as the first time I'm being a guest <laughs> on here, man. <laughs> no, no, it's my fault because I reached out to you a minute ago, and I think it was just an idea at that point. But you know, I started it, but he was definitely. <laughs> He was definitely one of the ones that was just like, yeah, man, I got you this, second and third. I don't know if he ever, I don't know if he thought I was serious or not, but uh, <laughs> here we are. So what's up, man? How's everything? My everything good. I, I thought you was Hollywood talking to me, man. You know, everybody say, we'll work together. you like, yeah, all right, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just like how in L.A. everybody's a producer, right? Yeah, like, everybody, nah. <laughs> everybody's just something. Ain't nobody nothing. <laughs> hey, man, I remember with, uh, Thomas, man, and forgive me, dog, if I keep calling you Terrell, because I mean, shit, like, you know, we worked together for so long. You nah, know, it's, it's a black thing, man. Everybody <laughs> think my first name Terrell anyway. I don't know why, man. It sounds hey. like a better black name. Hey, <laughs> hey, look, my last name, Brian, everybody think that's the first name. Spence is the last name. So I guess we, uh, <laughs> we can relate with each other on that. It's funny. But like, nah, man, I remember when I first met Thomas, uh, I was coming, uh, was working at night and uh, me and him were working together. And I can't remember everything, but I remember one of our first conversations was at the time, this was like, I think 2016 or something like that, 15, 16. He was in mortuary school. And I was going to UDC for uh, mortuary science. (laughs) Hey, man. There's very few careers that I know for a fact I could not do or ones that I know you're born for. Now, what you do being on stage behind the mic, that is a talent that only God can give you. But I feel like going to mortuary school, being a mortician. Hey, man, how did you even like get into how how did you transition from, I guess, like what made you go to like mortuary school? (laughs) 
because I never really <laughs> talked to I like as I man look I done met people of all walks of life but I ain't never had no you know the last time I talked to somebody that went to mortuary school or was a mortician when I was uh working at Arlington Cemetery as a historian we're still working there as, as a historian but I met uh, it was a group of morticians that were there but that doesn't count because they was at a cemetery you and I used to carry <laughs> guns <laughs> we used to carry guns for a living so how did like how did that even happen you gotta jog my memory on that well, first of all, uh, that job was like a cemetery. It was a dead end. So, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> no disrespect to anybody still there, but it, but it was. <laughs> nah, man. At the time, I was just trying to um find some some place that I could always make money, and I was like, well, people always dying, so I was like, hey, man, <laughs> I go to school for this. I mean, it ain't the dead to be scared of; it's the living. So, I was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, some wild, wild stories, man. While I was in there, like, like the dude who I was interning under, like he got caught up, you know. Oh yeah, court. yeah. Hey, yo, let hey, hey. I, I hope you ain't mad, but I didn't told a few people this story. But uh, I'm gonna let you tell it. <laughs> nah, I, I was working, you know, uh, going upstairs to you know get them bomb floor to prep the body or whatever. And come downstairs, all you hear is help, help. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he on top of the lady, man. I guess getting it in. And Rigor Morrison said, if you don't know what Rigor Morrison is, that's like when your muscles tighten up. So I guess that thing done tighten up on him. So we had to call the fire department and yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to be a little bit more detailed. What do you mean he was on top of the lady? His, getting it he was hitting the lady the dead lady no he, wait wait <laughs> hold on hold on, hold on. Hey, hey 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 real talk I, i'm and i'm gonna keep this shit in there but <laughs> that's not the story <laughs> yeah he was screwing the dead lady what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey but what is worth i'm gonna be honest with everybody listening hey before we start this recording i was like bro you gotta tell that one story that happened at the at the, at the funeral home da, 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 da. that's not the story i was thinking yeah he was screwing the damn thing <laughs> and the muscles tighten up on him and hey man he was stuck in there <laughs> okay 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 all right all right all right what did you do that's what i want to know well, first of all, I was stuck for a minute. I'm like, what? no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does this even turn you on? First of all, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then I called them people as soon as they came. They got them out. They had to all uh, like cut her open, like from the bottom, and they took them straight to jail. Y'all can't see the face that I'm making right now, but I. <laughs> Hey Thomas, that is sick, bro. Like I yeah, was, talk- I, I heard though, like later on, this was after, you know, after the fact. I heard that's like a sick fetish of, like I don't know. No, nah, okay, yeah. See, I have heard of. The- hey, look, when I call this the sometimes disingenuous podcast, this is not what I mean. But why, why, we're on the topic, no, yeah, I have heard of that. I look. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna go into that because like I can't even be 
the the most I could do anything around stuff like being in the the, the whole mortuary in the funeral home industry is like what I was doing at Arlington Cemetery, just telling stories of the uh, uh, of the dearly departed. Which you was doing, like being hands on, I couldn't do that. And but, you know, black people don't even like to see the body. We just <laughs> from a distance, man. So. <laughs> Hey, I'm trying to find a career, man. I'm trying to do something. I hey, no, nah, I feel that. I feel that. And you're right, too, because, like, when I used to be at the cemetery, right, like, you know, of course, this is mostly white white people that come. And I can remember it was these two black women that came. And they came, like, towards the time where the cemetery was about to close. But this is, like, around November, right? And they weren't from around here. And then the sun, you know, started going down. And they was it's like, dark. oh, hell no. Nah, we need to get, <laughs> get up out of here. Meanwhile, white folks walking into the cemetery when that joint closes. Like, that's just the difference between us and them. Um, and we don't, we don't play that ghost thing, man. Nah, 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 definitely not. And the funny thing is, uh, or for y'all don't know, I'm pretty sure he, we, me and him, we're going to talk about it later. But Terrell and I, see, Thomas and I <laughs> are both uh, brothers in Christ. So we can, we're going to talk about that a little later. But, um, I there was one pastor that I, that I was listening to. He said something funny back in the day that like when the funerals would happen, they wouldn't do the funerals until like like later in the afternoon. And the pastor that was officiating the ceremony could not leave until the sun started going down. In other words, he would have to sit by the casket until the sun went down by himself in the cemetery by himself. And he was like, yeah, nah, couldn't be me. I don't do, I don't even do funerals past 12 o'clock. <laughs> so, That'd been my last days of past. <laughs> but nah, this, <laughs> I, I'm trying to get that, that other story out of my head. The other story, if you remember telling me it was like where his skin, the dude embalmed him wrong and the skin turned. Oh, black. you talking about, you talking about, oh, that's the one got me five right there. <laughs> oh, you know that job. Oh, so, so when they like embalm you, you have to like dilute the embalming fluid because it'll turn your skin so dark. Right. And um, if you know me and Brian, we're of lighter complexion. We're still melanated, <laughs> but of lighter complexion. And just think of going from our complexion to a brother from Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And because you know that his whole thing was I've been in here doing this for so long, and he was like, um. You know what they tell you? What something you learn in school is not the same thing in the real world. You heard that before? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess he knew, and they opened up that casket, man, and that dude looked like chocolate chip up in there. I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first conversation Thomas and I had when we met. <laughs> like, I, I told you about the, <laughs> that one. The first... <laughs> The first one, yeah, I never knew nothing about. Oh. And um, I'm contemplating right now if I'm going to edit that one out, but I probably won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, man, that was that was that was how Thomas and I first met. And we kind of just been cool ever since. But he transitioned into a very unique career, which I feel like is dope. And I feel like not everybody can do it. Probably the only dude I know that's held two jobs back to back that nobody that I know can do. Um, he's a comedian now. And as you can see, he's a little funny by a little, I mean a lot. And not only man, this dude has been all over the place, man. He's, I constantly see him doing shows 
all over social media. And then you just uh you just got an award for doing um your your Amazon special, right? Yeah, that was uh ten thousand paid for downloads. That's I'm dope, trying to do dope. the whole independent thing, man. That's dope. So hey man, let me uh let me back rewind. How did you go from <laughs> how did you go from being a mortician to being a, a comedian? Uh alcohol. <laughs> well that's an answer <laughs> i don't i don't have the most educated because you know when you said the title of the podcast i'm like ooh, i think i'm on the wrong podcast but uh <laughs> <laughs> i was like, i don't know if this audience ready for me this sounds like a prestige uh audience. well that first story screw it bro you hear it now so just keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah we in the nail man <laughs> But uh, yeah, definitely. I was going to like open mics, and I heard this comedian talking about how he gonna kill it out there. And I was like, this dude sucks. If he could do it, I'ma try. It. So right, you know, drinking one night, you know, one of them wild nights. And I just, I just been doing it ever since. I ain't gonna say it was destiny. I just say it was alcohol, man. <laughs> hey, you know it's funny. Most people like because of us being of like minded faith, a lot of people in our in our spiritual walk, they were like, well, God allowed me to do this and allowed me to do that. And he led me. You over here like, man, shit, it was just liquor, dog. Like, you know, I mean, I still yeah. love God, but like, yeah. you know, it's- I, I was told up now the change in my in my style of comedy comes from, you know, our walk and our faith, uh, because a lot of people don't know. um, I do Christian comedy, whether right. I'm in the club or, you know, they call it clean comedy, but I like to leave the message of um, Jesus Christ plant the seed. I ain't no preacher. No, I'm far from that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like to plant the seed, man, because like, I don't believe that everybody uh, is a scripture that I like since we on the whole biblical thing that it say go out into the world and I believe that just being in the church ain't gonna cut it so I go out man, I do my due diligence that's what I say yeah man yeah no that's dope I mean I've talked about on this podcast several times over where you know it's it's a difference between relationship and religion you know mm-hmm. I just went to a, a service the other day with my lady at uh, Zion and um, that was my first time being at that church or whatever but I've been going to Glen Arden you know, the same church every other black person in PG County goes to yeah. uh, <laughs> for, for, for years, but ever since when they started off a bright seat, you know, and uh, this guy, you know, uh, I think his name is Larry, Pastor Larry Page. Really, really cool dude, man. I liked it. I liked his uh, liked his wording and I liked his message. And basically what he talked about was how, in a sense, it's 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 our, it's our job, you know what I'm saying? in this spiritual walk to go out and help each other. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you go through a tough time, you go through a storm, uh, you know, it's our job to, once we get through it, what we learn from it, what God was trying to teach us from it, because it's always a lesson in it, you know, to witness to other people and, you know, help other people through what they're going through. It's like, you know, all jokes aside, man, you know, the, the job that you and I were at, that we first met at, you're right. It was, you know, a path leading to uh, all roads nowhere. <laughs> um, you know, and we, we all got to get into to detail about, you know, why it is that way and, and actually why it still is that way from what I heard. Um, but we we needed to get out of there. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, to use an 
uh, Larry Page talked about this the other day, you know, your spiritual gifts or whatever. And, you know, you being the comedian and then like using your gifted work and then me doing the same thing with the people I worked with at night, you know, um, it, it is cool, man, to talk to like former coworkers, whether they're there or not. You know what I'm saying? And they say, man, you know, we 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 miss you, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? We miss all the crazy stories you used to talk about, all the crazy shit you used to say, this, that, and the third or whatever. I was actually on the phone uh, with one of our old coworkers the other day. And I was like, man, you remember uh, Terrell, right? The comedian? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, man. He's up to it. I said, man, he's going to be on the podcast, dog. So listen in, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, man, going out in the world and, and, and doing your thing. So. I, I, another memory that I have of us uh, when we were working together is that, like, I think this is towards when you were about to leave um, your relationship with Monique and how you got started in Vegas and all the other stuff. Yeah, man, that that relationship kind of crazy because I kind of took a chance on myself. Speaking of religion, I was actually um, in Vegas. um due to the gospel music awards the stellar music awards oh yeah 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 so i was out there off there and i was like well i'm out of vegas let me go check out monique because that was around the time when she was on the steve harvey show and remember she was talking about having integrity right so i just wanted to thank her for being black and having integrity in entertainment you right. know just tell her thank you so show you how god worked man and um i was like man as an upcoming comedian you know, I respect that. So she was like, oh, you a comedian? So I'm like, yeah. She was like, what you doing tomorrow night? I was like, I ain't doing night. <laughs> she was like, eight or ten. And I was like, what, ten? Ten what? Like, I was thinking she was telling me to score myself as a comedian. Right. But she was <laughs> like, okay, well, you opening up for me. I said, huh? Wow, that's how it happened. That That's how it happened. So, uh, and taking the chance myself. So, hey. Look, at first, and I was already doing Christian comics. I was like, man, don't nobody want to hit this Vegas, man. Don't nobody want to hit this. <laughs> yeah. this is what I'm thinking. Right. So I made it relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like my first joke, I was like, my pastor told me, you know, when I come out here, come in the spur, but he a liar because I ain't flying spur airlines going back. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what was my say? I say, oh, he say, um. You know, this is the devil's playground, but people are actually very religious out here. Walk past the crap tables and you hear him say, Oh God, oh God. And I said, The lady, <laughs> the lady all uh, next to me, she real religious. She was like, Yes, God, oh yes. And I knocked on the wall and say, Won't he do it? So like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I never thought about it like that. Like so, hey, real quick, it's funny. Remember the lottery was up to like a billion dollars like a month ago or something? Um, I was <laughs> I went to the gas station to get a couple things and I saw a dude like, you know, how like, you know, they got the vending machines for the lottery now, like for the actual Powerball or whatever. So I just happened to look and I saw the guy buy 18 tickets, right? And I said, <laughs> oh, okay. And I, for, I went to my car and I forgot something. Um in the store. So as I'm walking past his car, I see him holding all the tickets and he has his windows down. And all I hear is, oh Lord Jesus, and I come to you when my father's <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> And I was like, hey, look, man, you and I both know we ain't got no 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 clout to judge anybody. But it's just like, I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I mean, you want to buy your tickets, do what you gotta do. 
But I mean, this dude was just like all on all fours talking about some oh Lord Jesus Christ, please let me have it. You know, <laughs> and it's knowing damn well you're probably not gonna do nothing Christ like with that money that you if you win. <laughs> well, in the Bible, it's a book of numbers. So <laughs> it is. <laughs> so yo, back to the, the Monique. God forgive us. Uh go back to the, the Monique thing. Um so how, what happened, man? Like, so she told you to come back and so open I killed the spot. She say, uh, let me let me talk to you after after the show. So I'm like, oh Lord, I killed. I mean, I, I knew that much. Standing ovation. So she was like, look, I'm out Vegas for a few months. She said, anytime you out Vegas, my stage is your stage. That's right? Yeah. So I was like, man, my lady ain't seen me out here because I was out there with my boys. So right. I was like, my, my lady ain't seen me. So guess what I do next week? Who's I that? said, I work hard. I bought to play hard. I flew right back out there. She's like, <laughs> what you doing out here? I was like, well, you said anytime I'm out here, I'm back out here. She put me on stage again, killed it, man. Like, So I was doing that for a few months and actually taking a chance on myself. That show other people my work ethic, and they opened up for other doors for me to open up for such people like the Ohio players, like you know, just different big groups, musical groups, things like that, man. Then I was like, man, I'm going to take a chance on myself again. So I filmed my own uh, Amazon special because I was like, Comic View ain't going on. That's what we about 10 years old when that was on. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, ain't no deaf comedy jam. So I was like, I'm going to do some due diligence. I'm going to do some research. And I was like, I'm going to put me a special. Everybody's like, you getting on Amazon? I was like, why should I tell you? I'm going to put it out there. You know what I'm saying? So it's just about believing in yourself, uh, believing in God, because God don't give you nothing uh, that you're not supposed to have. And which is funny, because you was talking about times that we met. I can remember times that, man, you sitting on posts talking about what we was going to do and to see us actually take a chance on ourselves and actually doing it. I remember you did the car commercial, and I was like, who this talking? You like, it's me. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I forgot about that. It was funny because I used to, I used to, um, well, first of all, first and foremost, man, like, nah, what you said, yeah. If, you know, you got a dream, you got to believe it and you got to follow it. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't going to lie, dog, and I'm pretty sure you can relate. I remember when I got, you know, hired at, uh, doing at the radio station or whatever. And, you know, I was there part time for a little while. And uh, but I was still, you know, working overnight at the joint on posts and stuff. And then like that went, you know, the radio went full time and I was scared to death. You know what I mean? Because I was like, because I had been used to that life for so long, for like seven years I was there. You know what I mean? I just that was I was just content. I was comfortable. I was like, man, whatever, you know, and I'm not going to lie. But I'm being completely transparent. Like looking back on it, I gave up on what it is that I wanted to do what I'm doing now, you know, and, you know, so when that time came, I was terrified because I was like, man, like, you know what I mean? Well, how is this about to go? You know, and uh, another service sermon I was listening to the other day, it's a dude out of Texas uh, named Ralph West. And, you know, he was talking about how, like, sometimes things can look dark, they look scary. You know what I mean? But you just got to trust. And like, even though you might still be down bad, it, it, it might seem like that. You know, you look back and you're just like, damn, God gave me all that to persevere through the whole time. You know, and I can say that about you. I can say that about me. I can say that about a couple dudes that like we work with. It, probably guys that people we personally know on both of our ends, man. When I used to 
show people the car commercials like <laughs> um you know a lot of times people didn't think that was you you know, or that was me anyway they'd be like man who is this for real and i was like oh it's me it's me and so much so this is like the whole crabs in a barrel thing man like that i showed one of the people we work with older dude and like he was like oh man man that's cool that's cool and then like a couple days later i found out he going around telling everybody that i got those joints off of youtube or something like that and i was like damn that's crazy you know but the wild part was it's like the joke is always on them is that when i left uh he was the first one of the first people to come out oh man i always knew you could do it man get out of here dog man that story (laughs) my life right there I go through that every day. Yeah, I'm everybody. Hey, brother. Hey, I'm like, I ain't see no fan reunion. (laughs) (laughs) No, never said encouraging word, never nothing. But I want to leave you with this, man. Like, uh, not like get off, but I want to message with you. Faith ain't fair, man. Yeah, and and faith will be over your life. You won't. You don't have to be the most talented. But they'll mm-hmm. see you getting further because you got favor over your life, man. So all yeah. that he ain't doing, look, not to say it like that, but look where you at. You talked about me. Look where I'm at, living my dream, living my purpose. Right. Because purpose going to always make sure that you get taken care of. You may not be no zillionaire, but you ain't. It's like, remember that movie Life? When the dude got the letter, he biscuit, and he was about to get off for all, and he was like, "I can't go home to my mom like this." He said, <laughs> he said, "Man, you about to be free, man. You tripping?" But you get complacent in your mind, thinking that life don't get no better than the amount of money that we was making. It was some good money, but you like, and eh, I got more peace of mind. I got freedom. It's more than that than just chasing a bag. That's why I tell people chase God and chase purpose, man. Cause that yeah. bag gonna end you up in the box, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's that's definitely a lesson that I had to learn, man. You know, I'm sure we both had to learn is that like, you know, we get so focused on the material, you know. Um, I had a conversation, you know, with my mentor the other day who actually was on this podcast too. Um, my mentor Carl, and like, you know, I had been frustrated, you know, about uh something. And so we on the phone talking, rapping. I wouldn't say he's an ordained pastor, but he is a very spiritual guy. And like, you know, he teaches, you know, Bible study or whatever. So he definitely knows the word. And, you know, I was telling him, I was like, yeah, man, because I'm doing all this and this, that and the third. And I don't see nothing happen in front of me. And this how he talked. He was a hold on champ. Hold on champ. Like, that's what he said. You hold on champ. Like, nah, that's 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 not faith, man. I was like, well, nah, nah, I got faith. I got faith. He was like, nah, it, it, it don't sound like you do. Because what you're saying to me is what I'm hearing. And I sometimes people got to repeat what you just said back to you so you can realize how stupid you sound. And I said, he was like, hold on, man. Like what it sounds like to me is you saying that you praying for these things and you manifesting these things and you speaking these things into existence, but you don't physically see it. But you're not paying it. You're not you're not paying no mind to what's happening on a spiritual plane on what you can't see. He was like, that's not faith, man. You just being too literal right now. And I was just sitting there on the phone and not saying nothing. And he was like, yeah, champ, think on the champ. Yeah, think on it. And he said something I will never forget, man. He was like, you need to have faith like, you know, your next paycheck is coming. You don't never question that. You know, you said that you plan your finances, you budget, you this. I get paid on this day. I get whatever I got. You need to have faith like that, that without a doubt, 
you know, you know what you're hoping for, what you're praying for, what you what you believe in is going to happen. And man, I just lit a light bulb, man, because I was like, damn, like, you know, because sometimes in this walk, sometimes it's hard. You know what I mean? Especially for people like me, who's very literal and go by and I go by what I see. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I know you married, you know, what I'm saying I'm in a loving relationship, but, you know, both of us when, when we were single, like, you know, the opposite sex would say certain things, but we going by what we see, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, right, you saying this, that, and the third, but I, I'm not seeing it. So like, I've been in like this, this journey right now with God, where it's like, I got to work on like, okay, this ain't some joint that I'm just talking to off the street. This is God himself. <laughs> you exactly. Know? So, yeah. Yeah, man. So, but now nah, it's dope, bro. Cause I remember like, you know, after the Monique thing, you were just telling us like all these things that were happening. And, you know, I, I know you and I both noticed, you just said it like people who be hating and this, that, and the third, but like, I was looking at your progress and I was looking at your accomplishments more like, man, this dude about to get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? He about, he, he about to do big things. You know what I'm saying? So it gave me motivation, you know, to further pursue what I was doing. You know, because I remember you saying you was writing jokes for DL Hewley and yeah, you know, you you knew Dave Chappelle or no Dave Chappelle. Like that's big, man. So I was seeing you doing all these things, and I was like, damn, like, well, shit, there's hope yet to get up out of here, you know. Yeah, man. That's that's we gotta um I was laughing at what you was just saying about the whole uh like trusting God thing. That's why I'm be honest with you, I don't like like new Christians. I don't like people who just come to the faith. Cause you always hear God is good, you know. <laughs> but you know you've been walking this walking this journey for a bit. You be like, hey, hey, remember me? <laughs> we, uh, am I still on your good side? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, a lot of people don't know when you take iron, it got to go through the fire to become a sword. It got to get molded. It got to get beaten. Like I always say, man, I'm calling God to make sure I ain't on His strongest warrior list. <laughs> like some yeah. of these things I just can't deal with, man. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. Whereas I was just talking to my lady the other day, and she was like, Yeah, well, I know God ain't gonna give me nothing I can't handle. Hey, look, take me out of that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I want I you know, take me out of that, man. You know, <laughs> and I'm a reference. It's funny you say that because I'm referencing another sermon that I listened to, and he was basically talking about like um, same pastor Ralph West, and the sermon was called uh, 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 "The Other Side of the Storm." And he was <laughs> he wasn't being funny when he said it, but I just thought the thought was funny, where he was just like, "Yeah, you know, sometimes people go through. So we see people go through these horrible things." And then we'll say, well, shoot, like, you know, I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to go through that. I'm not arrogant like that. I'm not arrogant like that. But what I will say is like, man, I'm keep that stuff away from me. You <laughs> nah, but I, I tell people all the time, be careful what you pray for, because God is a comedian, man. He yeah. gonna give you what you want, but it ain't gonna look like you say on the surface, like yeah. what you think is gonna be. You be praying, Lord, make this relationship better. Next thing you know, you single. And that's cause, <laughs> that's cause God wants you to know how to love yourself and how people should treat you instead of reckless dating. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And then you get with that one and be like, dang, I thought I was in love with this one. Mm-hmm. Now I got this one. Or Lord, please, please let this job get better. Next thing you know, you fine. <laughs> you can't pass the range. You like, well, what's going on? Lord, I need you. 
<laughs> yo, that's so loud. Yeah, I was thinking about that, dog, where it's like, you be like, oh, man, job, let this job get better. I hate this job. I want more free time with my family. Fired. Like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, oh, I ain't want it like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, the funny thing is, is like, we don't have authority to tell him, like, what we want and how we, you know, it's like, this past last year, right? Summertime, you know, I prayed for a reset. I was like, man, I just need kind of need a reset, like you know what I'm saying, so I can refocus. I got it. <laughs> it wasn't the reset I thought, but I got it, you know. So and it's like my lady's dealing with the same thing. She was praying for something, she got it. <laughs> you know, so it's just like and it's fun, it's so and I know you can relate to this, man, because I wanted to touch on this too. Um, because I think at the time uh you were when we were working together, you were dating your now wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think y'all were married at the time. And you know, it's man, it's, it's when I know we're not supposed to do this life alone. You know what I'm saying? Like in, in all aspects, family relationships, whatever, but dog, it is so after like dealing with so many, <laughs> Yeah, I don't never 32 episodes and I never disrespect women on this podcast. I ain't about to start now. But you know what I mean? When you dealt with so many of just those and then you finally get that one where it's like, man, like y'all can just y'all relate on so many things. You know what I mean? And it's like I was talking to my lady the other day and like, you know, stuff that I'm dealing with on my end. I told her straight up. God be my witness. Track me down if I'm lying. I said, man, one of the other than God himself, I said, one of the only driving that factors that's keeping me going is being in this relationship. Because if you with somebody that don't understand what you're dealing with or have never gone what you're dealing with. Oh, my gosh. It's like being a dead horse. yo. Man, I always say this, man, about a woman like a woman has authority. They they think was in the between their legs is the power. But no, it's believing in that man and the way you speak to him, because. You can make a trash man feel like the president or the president feel like a trash man. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. it's the words that you build them up. That's what a woman is here for. It ain't like I'm the king and all this, but it's yeah. believing you. Now, you can't go on this. I'm going to be astronaut. <laughs> She's like, well, here you go, baby. It was some <laughs> <boots>. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess there are limits, right? But yeah, even even with confrontation and, you know, like with back and forth with the right one, because men and women, they think differently. But I probably I'll be honest and I'll go on record saying this like, yeah, I, I have issues and everybody does in their relationship. But I probably wouldn't be half the man that I am today without my wife. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. Even yeah. though she's getting my nerves, but still, I wouldn't be, <laughs> you know. It's hey, like God is the car. He let you drive, but she gonna be the navigator. She just gonna be talking the whole trip. But yeah. like she gonna say, I told you, you should turn left. Like so when you find that right one and y'all connected under the ultimate divine, whatever people call it, I call it God. Um but um uh, <laughs> oh, the universe, know, what other people yeah, call I, it. I, I'm not that guy. I say God. I'm <laughs> 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 it's it no was funny when people be I like, don't knock nobody's huh? crystals or nothing, but yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I it's funny when people, are, and I, again, I'm like you, bro. I don't say nothing, but in my mind, I do could be like, yo, that's funny. When people be like, oh, well, nah, you know, the universe allows us to do X, Y, and Z, and then they'll 
say, oh, God and all of his infinite wisdom. I'm like, well, that's the same thing. Like, it's... <laughs> well, like, I, do I, don't, I don't like <laughs> super woke people because they don't seem to get out the bed. So <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't like no grand rising. Just tell me good morning. I don't like hey, no man. Just hey. keep it old school with me. Hey, dog. But anyway, um, <laughs> I knew this was going to go like this, by the way. So I ain't <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, nah, man. Yeah, you're right, dog. And it's like you can speak more on like matrimony than I can because you're the one that's married. But, you know, I can relate to the fact of what you said, not being half the man you are, you know, and you're right. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's you know you me and you have both been in like toxic relationships. I do know we talked about that in the past. We don't got to talk about it now. <laughs> but look we both. Where the Lord has brought me from. <laughs> hey, look! I came across a video. I came across uh, I was helping my dad with something on his phone the other day, and uh, you know, iPhone it it makes these um these automatic video reels from pictures that you got or whatever. And like it was a it was a video from like four years ago, way before I started on my fitness journey, right around the time where I was in that toxic relationship. And I I just saw myself and I could just see the misery on my face. And I was like, dog, like I looked unhappy. Like it, it's it's <laughs> it's one thing being unhappy, miserable, depressed and putting a smile on. Nah, <laughs> like I looked <laughs> unhappy, you know, and it's like. I did ask, you know, at that time, I was like, man, God, this relationship need to be better and this, that, and the third. And right when I said that, you know, we broke up. And and more coincidental than that, that is when COVID started, right? So remember when that happened. As a matter of fact, I think this week is like the third anniversary of like the beginning of COVID, which is crazy. But well, we celebrate COVID. We'll go ahead. <laughs> That's what I saw on the news. It said third anniversary. I was like, what the hell? So, um, that time and that and that that same year is what allowed me to start this, you know, podcast is when I started working out, taking my health more seriously. And, you know, all of that happened after that relationship ended, you know, and that's why my first episode of this podcast is called Sit Down, because, you know, it was about because I was I was I was just in, in by myself for like close to a year. That's it. Nobody else. And, you know, it was just like this one on one with God the entire time. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I bring up the romance and the relationships, because it's like what you said. It's like what you were saying with your wife to Jana, like it's she you wouldn't be half the man you were or are without her, you know, and it's like you have to kind of go through, unfortunately, the rough ones. You know what I'm saying? Before you can understand, because be honest, man. Now I can say this about myself: if you'd have met Tajana 20 years ago, <laughs> you would probably would have been like, "Man, I ain't. yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep this Christian like." Um, so, <laughs> no, look, check this out. Sometimes some people gotta be with a few pharaohs before they could get a Moses. Hey, I'm a still Moses feeling that. So, yeah <laughs> yeah i've been with a dictator myself you know yeah, so you, I... <laughs> you you gotta be at places in life and you gotta go through it you gotta go through the trash to get to the treasure yeah so yeah. you gotta go through it you know what i'm saying everybody gotta go through it and those ones who get passed by that was your purpose in life <laughs> to yeah. make me better it passed me <laughs> off <laughs> yeah. no love lost you were supposed to do me wrong to send me on to the next just yeah. somebody who would do me right, you know. Yeah, yeah. Nah, straight up. I saw something on social media the other day where um 
you know, it was something a woman posted and the I think it was like a meme or something. And it was like, yeah, you only come across people like me once. And I'm like, dog, that's up for debate. Because depending on how you look at it, that's a good thing. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise that's like when you when you break up with somebody, they say you'll never find another one like me. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> hey, and let me tell you how foolish it is to tell someone that, bro, the arrogance that you need to tell someone in their face, and I'm speaking from experience now. To tell someone in their face that they will never find another one like you. First of all, you're jinxing yourself because when they do find someone better than you, you're going to be upset. And the second thing is, is you know how narcissistic and arrogant you got to be to think that you're the best all and be all in a, in a world of over 8 billion people. It's insane to think like that. So when I see people that like us being in our thirties now, like I have that intellect, that maturity, that being sagacious to see that when I see someone think that or say that, oh yeah, you'll never find no one like me again. Yo, good. <laughs> it's like, see that's ya. the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> that's the plan, dog. <laughs> you know, and it's like the support, man, you can't, it's priceless. Cause um, over the summertime last year or closer to the fall, I was actually about to stop this podcast. Like, and let me rephrase it. I was about I was about to take a break, quote unquote. And we Which all know it ended up being a stop. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of like going through some stuff at the time, you know, mm -hmm. and I was like, I was talking to my lady, man. And I was like, yeah, you know, I think I'm a I think I'm a chill on the podcast and this, that and the third. And she was like, what have you ever seen that picture? It's, uh, it's from a movie. It's, it's from Black Snake Moan. But that picture of Samuel L. Jackson where he's like in yeah, a white yeah, beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I said that to her. I said, man, I think I'm about to chill on the pie. I think I'm about to take a break. She turned around and said, what? You about to take a break? And I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Life a little tough, this, that, and the third. She goes, no, 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 no. You're not stopping that podcast. And I think that was like 12 episodes ago, dog. You know, and I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? Talking to you. You know, so if it wasn't for that, oh man, this joint would have stopped. We know? we get caught up, we get caught up on social media with the numbers. Yeah, and be like, man, who listening? The thing is, we just gotta put it out there, and whoever's supposed to listen gonna listen. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, to be honest, and like I said on a religious tip, this is why I like reading about man, because it's so it relates so much to regular life. Right, like, Jesus talking to millions. We ain't none of us no greater than Jesus. Half them ain't listen. So you like, all right, my little, my little four or five people can listen. <laughs> yeah. And maybe they'll tell another four or five. And you just build, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yo. You just got to build. Cause, and then we can look back on what we built and be like, wow, I built this. And instead of something just given to you, you're not going to appreciate it as much. Right. Straight up, dog. Because I'm like, you know, what you've done with your work, what I've done with mine, you know, the other day someone asked me, they were like, yo, man, how many people do you like pay for your podcast or your team? I said, team, like, man, I do all this on my own, dog. Like, now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's a flex because it's a lot of work. But when I said that, I looked back and was like, man, I'm 32 episodes in. Man, I didn't think I'd make it this far. You know what I'm saying? I know you can say the same, you know, with you being on stage. Speaking of which, you already told me some wild stories with the funeral home. I don't need to hear any more of that. Um, <laughs> but what is, what is like, 
and I typically don't ask questions on here. Like I just kind of, you know, it's just a conversation, but I, I got to ask you this because I don't know the next time I have a talk with a comedian, what is the life like being a comedian? It doesn't, we don't got to focus on like the Christian comedy or the clean comedy, whatever. Just to me, funny is funny. Comedy is comedy. So like, what, um, what is life, it like being a comedian, man? Life for me is, is fun, but, um, I do like a nine to five. I go do my, me, I'm talking about me. I go do my job and I go home because I'm too old to get caught up in the riffraff and mm. trying to think I'm this. Like, I got to think every move that I make is like, is like chess for real. Like, even to the fact that when I take pictures with people, I ain't put my hands around nobody. My hands is because we live in that type of culture now. Like, yeah. so ain't nobody about to be like, oh, this is my baby. No, you ain't because I ain't, <laughs> hey, my hands right here. You know what I'm <laughs> but, but that also comes from um, my wife. She like, well, you got to read body language. Somebody leaning in. So we went to a award show, man. It was so funny. And this lady, she got on this nice gown and she's like, we're in a group pitch and like I just look like I don't even belong in the pitch. She like, why would you like that? I said, remember that one picture that you said something about? Like I don't have time for them issues, man. Because <laughs> I'm at an age where a peace of mind is worth more than a piece of booty. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So yeah, it's like yeah. I don't want to hear all that. Just let me come home, go to sleep, let me make my money. Like, and it's not trying to be perfect, Patty, but I just move with cautious. Like, and even with going on stage, like, I don't drink, even though I'm around it, but I just decided not to do that because I didn't want to do it. It ain't, to be honest, ain't got nothing to do with no religion. So I was just like, yeah. I don't want to live my life like that. So I went kind of cold turkey. So, like, I'm there, I do my job, and I go home. People are like, how do Hughley? I don't know till you make more <laughs> jokes. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I've always because you know the state of comedy, man, is um we actually for a show that I actually produced for my for my job. Um uh we did a, a episode. I should have hit you up, man, but this is a minute. This is like when I first started it, but um it's a show uh, called Future City, and and we, we did an episode on the state of comedy. And um, we it was a couple comedians on there, um, but the with the the most high profile one we had was uh, Tom Papa or whatever. And, you know, he had a few Netflix specials out or whatever. You know, he's a he's different style from what you do. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And like but he did say that like and I'm, only you I'm, I'm, it's sort of I'm at bringing this to your attention to get your you know your perspective on it but he was just like the when you look at the and this is a white comedian too but he still kind of like you know spoke truth where he said if you look at comedy from like you know the red fox days all the way till now like it's changed a lot i don't know man what do you think about that like you know how do you feel like you gotta approach you gotta approach comedy like given the 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 times that we're living in right now yeah, I, I think it takes away from the voice. That's like going to the barbershop and, you know, growing up in D.C., you could joan on anybody or say what you want to say. Right. If you was, um, I, I, can, I don't know if I can say fat. If you were big boned, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was a joke for that. It was, a, it was a joke for everything, but everything, everybody's so scared. That's why I think that's what make Dave Chappelle, uh, what they say the goat because he he has the freedom to say what he want to say. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. 
right. when you got to be fearless. But and a lot of people are just scared to be fearless. But I funny is funny because when we get talked about in school, it was funny. And I think God make funny looking people for when you feel like you at your worst, you just need somebody to look over at it and be like, wow, I could be that. You know, <laughs> you know? that's so bad, but it's so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, damn, I could be good. I know. Um... <laughs> nah, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to say that because I might get canceled after. See, and that's the problem. Yeah, that's see, the that's problem. what I'm saying. Like, you got to just be, uh, it's like, yeah, that's the problem, man. But I, I think I think the challenge is you could do stuff. It's just you got to learn how to be witty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, yeah. you got to have a grammar like yours in the name of this podcast. You got to <laughs> have one of those grammars where a lot of stuff <laughs> go with people's head. But um, yeah, it's just it's just frustrating. A lot of a lot of the old school guys, they don't really like the um uh, the the internet comedians. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, it's a place for all that. You know what I'm saying? That's what they doing. I don't, look, I can only be responsible for what I'm bringing in for my family. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think that's the, the problem with the world. That's just my opinion. Everybody's always in somebody else's business. Like, let them do them. Yeah. Nah, man. Two things you touched on that I'll, yeah, I want to talk about before we get up out of here. But like, you know, the internet comedians, like, and again, I don't, you know, I'm just I'm 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 just a radio guy, you know, but I have heard uh that like internet comedians, IG comedians, they kind of get like hemmed up because like if you look back and I've seen every episode of them, uh at least up until when Martin was hosting Dev Comedy Jam, you know, that was pure, unadulterated, raw, like that was worse. That that crowd was more lethal than Showtime at the Apollo. Like, you know. And back in those days, you I'm sure you had to come with your A game. And it's like with the Internet comedians, it's like you you got to look at it. It's all pre-recorded, you know, and they do these skits and they do this. But when they go on stage, which you do being live in front of people, they get I've heard that they get hemmed up because it's like they're so used to performing in front of a camera and a camera alone. Like nobody's there. You can hit stop, rewind, edit, edit this out, this, that and the third. But like you go in front of a stage and you got people just staring at you. It's like uh, the way I can relate to it is, you know, I'm a history guy. I love history, read about it all the time. I feel like seeking knowledge of all aspects is, you know, one of the principles of life, you know, and I can regurgitate history. To, at one point I could tell you, man, you know, back in 18, this, that, 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 or whatever. But when I started working at the cemetery doing the historian thing, and I'm looking at people looking at me, live with a microphone in my hand is a little intimidating. You know what I'm saying? That's how I can tell. That's why I can say, nah, Thomas, you got it, dog. Because me and you were just looking at each other right now in this podcast is pre-recorded. I'm thinking about what I'm going to keep in, what I'm going to keep out. But when you on stage, you know what I'm saying? It's, and I heard internet comedians kind of get themselves hemmed up, you know, uh, Man, with that. It, it's like being on, you seen them old movies when the dude about to get hung, not the slavery ones, but you know, <laughs> the frontiersman, you know, yeah, <laughs> and the guy up there like, hear ye, hear ye, you know? <laughs> and you get up there, they say any last words, and you can have those words that'll save your life, but if you say the wrong word, it's like, 
that's what it feel like man and it's like yeah man look i just gotta create my moment like i hey i got all you can do is give yourself i ain't trying to be the next nothing like hey every crowd ain't gonna be your crowd you get what i'm saying so yeah yeah no straight up yeah you know you find your lane i know all comedians want to be funny in all rooms and yeah funny is funny but some nights just ain't your night yeah yeah um I can only imagine what that feels like, man. Like, you know what I mean? When you can tell jokes and you think they funny, but I heard and correct me if I'm wrong. That's what comedians do is like, they try jokes out on the crowd, you know, and that's how they get better. Like, I'm gonna try this joke. Nobody laugh. All right. I ain't gonna do this again. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, yeah. You have, that's what, uh, like open mics are like our, our gym. Right. You know what I'm saying? You work out in open mics, you work right. It's set. You may thought it was funny in the mirror, but you like, oh, yeah, I should have left this in the mirror because uh, this ain't hitting on nothing. Or you find a way to punch it up or it's different little formats that they teach. You know what I'm saying? You got crowd work, but you can't just go up there joning on the crowd because, you know, hey, everybody think they Will Smith now. Ain't nothing funny in the parking lot, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Uh, <laughs> now, the other thing I wanted to talk to touch on, man, and, I, and it's more just in being in agreement with you, dog, is it's like let people do them, you know. Um, social media, I feel like it's like <laughs> referencing Will Smith. It's like it's kind of like what he said a little while ago where he said you know, this has it's kind of off topic, but on at the same time where he said, you know, racism isn't getting worse. It's just being filmed now. And taking that same principle and concept and applying it to, you know, people always having something to say. I always felt like people had an opinion. People always had something to say. I mean, come on, man. Like, you know, it's 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 people all, you know, politics, religion, people always had an opinion. It's just now social media has made it easier to see everybody's opinion. And to me, it just takes if it's like, you know, when we were kids, you know, what I mean, our parents, our teachers would say, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. And it's like with social media these days, it's like when I see someone being negative on there, it's like, man, you had to pick your phone up, swipe your phone, put your put your password in, go on the app, open up the keyboard and then type something negative like you. just You know what I'm saying? You could have saved all that. You know what I mean? If you don't agree with what somebody's doing, just swipe up. Just swipe keep it moving. <laughs> just keep it moving, dog. Just uh, leave people alone. Let people do what they gotta do. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 all you gotta do, dog. Life is a lot easier that way. Nah, bro. Like I definitely appreciate you coming on here. I can't believe an hour went by so damn fast. Like, like thanks for having me. Since you didn't invite me since the first time you said it. <laughs> hey, man. Well, let me tell you. You already been on Amazon. But uh, when you make it to Netflix, make sure I get some tickets. Like, nah, I ain't gonna be that asshole. <laughs> man, look, I'm looking at selling out Constitution Hall next, man. Hey, I'm there. I'm there, <laughs> dog. I'm definitely there, dog. Definitely there. But I definitely appreciate you coming on. I know you a busy man, so you probably about to go do a show right now. Yep. You know, damn, I was just joking. But um, <laughs> hey, real quick, speaking of you doing a show, dog, I'm gonna let somebody, I'm gonna let people hear a little bit of what you do, man, if you don't mind. Go ahead, let him enjoy. <laughs> All right, dog. Well, I'm going to catch you next time, man. All right. Next act on up. Are you ready for your next act? <laughs> All right. Please welcome Thomas Terrell. <laughs> Thomas. 
How y'all doing tonight? Make some noise. Make some noise. All right, all right. Let me clear some things up. I see the confused look on y'all faces. I am black. I know you heard Thomas Terrell throw, oh, hey, another white guy. Oh, this is the dark part of the show. The only dark part of the show. How y'all doing? All right, good, good, good. I'm good. I'm excited to be out. Uh, man, the price of living is going up. But the chance of living is going down. <laughs> you know, and I'm just so happy, first of all, that Trump is out of president. I see a lot of... Uh, and actually, I can't even believe that Trump even became president, y'all, after the allegations that he liked to grab women by the private. You would think women wouldn't even vote for this man, right, women? Right. right. Wrong. Y'all still voted for him. They interviewed a few of the women. They interviewed woman of the year at the time, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, the one who killed Bruce Jenner for manslaughter. She said she wouldn't mind if Trump grabbed her by the private. He'll probably have a ball. Or two. I was like, that's nuts. But what makes things even more nuttier is when they interviewed the lady who got caught up with the Clintons, Monica Lewinsky. Y'all remember her? She said she wasn't voting for the Clintons because they already left a bad taste in her mouth. We living in a world where everybody wants to, you know, everybody wants the truth, but nobody can handle the truth. And you know, I got my beautiful mother here tonight, y'all. Clap it up for my mother. You know, I was going to talk about my mama behind her back, but I guess I got to do it to her face. She always taught me to tell the truth, y'all, but she got mad when I told the truth. My parents were like this. And we grew up Christian. Christian's supposed to take the truth. So she going to tell me you know, she used to try to embarrass me, y'all. So she would tell my teachers that me and my sisters had ADD. I was like, yep, all different daddies. <laughs> and my father, he was a deacon in the church. He was always grateful to God that God spared his life because while he was in the military, he lost his arm. So he dedicated his life to God, y'all. So. He would always get up in front of the congregation and sing the Black National Anthem in church, which is, Precious Lord, take my hand. I said, poor guy don't even know that God already has his prayers. <laughs> which had me thinking, you know, which had me thinking. I wonder, do y'all think Jesus got beaten for telling the truth as a kid? Like, for instance, sir, let's say Joseph. Getting Jesus ready for bath time, getting him ready for bed, right? And he trying to wash him up, Jesus playing, walking on the water. <laughs> and, and he say, sit down, Jesus, so I can wash you up. And he looked Joseph in the eye and say, you not my daddy. <laughs> Man. COVID, I've been getting closer to God, man. I've been getting closer to God. I've been losing a lot of good people. You realize all the good people died, but the bad people still living? Man, I got an aunt, she just won't go. 
man, she done survived the DC sniper, cancer, and everything. We was voting for COVID. COVID ain't win. But I've been, been getting closer to God, and I take Jesus everywhere I go. You know, when you call Jesus, he'll just pop up. Especially for a black man, we need Jesus because getting pulled over by the police can be a scary situation, y'all. Because it's three ways that this could go down. Now, if it's two white cops, leave everything in your pockets because you going to jail. <laughs> now, if it's two black cops, cool. They don't want to do the paperwork. But if it's a white cop and a black cop, this when it get a little funny, y'all. Because for some reason, the black cop always want to outdo the white cop. So, two things you notice about me, I'm skinny and I'm fashionable. Two things that don't work out in jail. So I'm scared of jail. I had to do all my time standing up against the wall and squinch. I ain't that strong. I had to twist it over. I, I ain't that strong. So the police pulled me over because I was swerving. And I know the real reason he pulled me over because he seen me and Jesus in the car. Two black men having a good time. <laughs> so he pulled me over because I was swerving. He said, are you drunk? I said, no, officer. You know, I'm just in the spirit with Jesus. He said, well, if you so much in the spirit, what's in that red cup? I said, it's water, officer. Y'all, before I can say anything else, he reaches over me, grab the cup, smell it. He said, this ain't water, this wine. I say, look at Jesus. He done did it again. <laughs> My name's Thomas Terrell. God bless y'all. Good night.